Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. For this morning, we, for this year, we will start a new series called The Basics. And the reason that we call it The Basics is because these are some of the basic things we, as uh, followers of Jesus, as uh, uh, believers in Jesus, should know or must know and, and must follow, uh, so to speak, especially as people who belong to the kingdom of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. So as people who belong to the kingdom of God, we should know there's so much more to life than just another year on the calendar. Right? For, the, for, those, for those of you who may know, you know, you're going from 2022 to 2023, we must know there is so much more to it than just another number that's changed on the calendar because we are the people who have a hope and a future beyond this life. We know that God has a plan and a purpose for us. That's why we always look forward to the more of what God has for us. So typically, people like to make uh, New Year resolutions because we all want to be a better version of ourselves. Uh, it's, it's not a bad thing. You know, every year we want to be healthier. I hope we want to be healthier, right? You, you want to make uh, better decisions. You want to be wiser. You want to learn more. You want to be more courageous. You want to spend uh, less time in front of the TV. That's, that was directly at my kids. Less time in front of the TV and, and actually more time interacting with real-life people. You know, FaceTime, not, not an actual app FaceTime, but actual spending time with people. Uh, I wanted, and I want to let you in on a secret. It's general, generally speaking, all followers of Jesus have the same mindset about um, trying to be a better version of ourselves as people of faith. So every year... All of us, as followers of Jesus, whether you are a leader or not a leader, whether you are in full-time ministry or not in full-time ministry, everyone is always trying to have a greater understanding and grow more and more into the image of Jesus Christ in terms of having more of a revelation of who Jesus is, growing in our understanding and our passion for Jesus, in our love for Jesus. Whether you are a leader or not, whether you are preaching to hundreds and thousands of people or you're just preaching to your family and your siblings, we all have that desire also. So New Year resolution is not a bad thing. It's, it's how we use it and what we're using it for. So this, we know that there's more to life and our, more to our lives than seeing another year on the calendar. Perhaps I am just more acutely aware of this because I'm 51, I'm going to turn 52 next year, and sometimes I look back, it's like, wow, 52 years. So if you are in your teens or if you are younger, maybe it doesn't mean as much, but as you get older, you're beginning to realize, wow, am I stepping into all the things that God has planned for me and the purpose that God has for me? Am I stepping into more of that? Because it should be so much more than checking off another year on the calendar because God has an amazing and exciting plan for each of us, so much more than we can ever possibly imagine. If you didn't know that God has an amazing or exciting plan for you, please know that he does. 
he does for each and every one of us. Not just those in leadership or not just those who work in full-time ministry or not just those successful people. God has an amazing plan for each and every one of us. And just as importantly, if you didn't know that, just as importantly, go to him and ask him to reveal it to you, to reveal what that is. The secret is it's that simple. Just ask God. He, reveal, he will reveal that to us if we want to know. So if you go and ask God, I do want to give you a note of caution. It will be amazing. You will be in awe, and you probably will be scared of how amazingly, amazingly and ridiculously outrageous that plan is. Just so you know. Because if it's not beyond your ability, beyond your capability, beyond what you can possibly imagine, it is not from God. So ask him to reveal those things to you. So once God has revealed his amazing plan for each of us, the question is, how do we prepare ourselves? How do we prepare ourselves to walk into God's plan? There is a blueprint to walk into the unique plan that God has given to each of us. God actually has already given us a blueprint to do this, to grow in our revelation of Jesus and stepping into the plans and the purpose he has for each of us. And this blueprint from God is fairly simple. And I, I will get to the blueprint in a few minutes. I don't want to say it right now because I just don't want you guys to tune out yet. Because, okay, that's it. That's the blueprint. We're going to go home. No, there is, however, to follow this blueprint requires more than just knowing the blueprint. To know something it itself is an amazing revelation, right? To know that God has a plan for us, to know the blueprint is amazing. But to actually do it is something else, something totally different. And I want to briefly touch on what is needed to follow the blueprint that God has set up for us. Number one is it requires something from us, right? Obedience to Jesus. That's number one. Hopefully that shouldn't be a surprise to uh, all of us because obedience to Jesus should be the main ingredient for everything that we do or don't do. Right? There are many things that we don't do, that we don't want to do, that we should not do because of our obedience for Jesus also. And to follow the blueprint from God requires, it requires obedience in pursuing after what he has revealed to us and what he has called us to do. Just as Jesus was obedient to the Father, we are to be obedient to Jesus. And Jesus said, right, obey my command. If you love me, obey my teaching. If you love me, follow my commands. So number one is obedience to Jesus. The second thing is courage. I want to encourage, I want to encourage you guys to be courageous. Be courageous to stay true to this blueprint that we will talk about in a few minutes. Be courageous because everything else around us, the world around us lives in the complete opposite of this blueprint from God. It's John 15, verse 18 and 19. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, and the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So we must have the courage to stay the course. And that's the second trait. We need to be obedient to Jesus and stay the course because the decision that we make will be countercultural to everything else that's going on around us. And the third thing is perseverance. Live courageously every day, every week, every month, 
every year. The term that I like to think of is like stacked up moments of courage. Just stack them up. That's how we can be courageously and persevere through the obstacles and the doubts and the lies and the peer pressure that we experience and see them. Stack up moments of courage and look back at those times. Hebrews 10 verse 36 says, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. So instead of New Year resolutions, I wanted to encourage and maybe strongly suggest, can I strongly suggest that we remind ourselves to exercise these three, straight, three traits for 2023. Obedience to Jesus, be courageous to live a life as a follower of Jesus, and persevere. Stack up those moments of courage. Stack up those moments of courage so after a while it will become like a way of life. You don't have to work up the courage anymore to go to church on Sunday. It becomes a habit. It becomes a lifestyle. But we need, uh, just keep in mind, these things we need to do through the help and the leading of the Holy Spirit. As we follow the blueprint that God has given to us, we must, we must ask the Holy Spirit to help us, to lead us in carrying out these three traits. Otherwise, it would be impossible for us to do it on our own. I, th I, th I think I am fairly disciplined. However, I can tell you that I will never be able to do these three things without the help and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we must ask the Holy Spirit to do these things. Otherwise, we'll, we will take pride in our own ability and what we can do and, and have this sense of self-righteousness. But we must rely on the Holy Spirit to be obedient to Jesus, to have courage, and persevere. So if you are doing these three things in 2022, good job. How, now, continue to ask the Holy Spirit to enable us to do those things in 2023 in greater measure, in greater measure than we did in 2022. So this is how we can say that we have grown more into the image of Jesus in 2022 than 2021. Right? So if we can look back and say, in 2022, I was living my life and reflecting more of an image of Jesus than I did in 2022. So let's continue to do that in 2023. So we, in 20, at the end of 2023, we can say the same thing. We have grown more into an image of Jesus in 2023 than we did in 2022. And everything revolves around Jesus. So, so if you have been visiting or if you have been here for a little while, it's always about Jesus. And it has to be because it is always about Jesus. That's why we do what we do. For Jesus, because of Jesus. Because everything revolves around him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, verse 6, right? Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Jesus is the way because follows him. He knows where to go. We follow him because he, only he knows where to go. Sometimes we may not know what we should do. Sometimes we may not know which direction to make. Sometimes we may not know which decision to make. But follow him. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth because he is the son of God and he died for our sins. And that is the truth even if not everyone's willing to accept it. We need to recognize that Jesus is the Son of God, and he's the truth and living by the truth that we have in Jesus. And Jesus is the life, because in him there is eternal life, the light that will never dry up, that will never end, will never be extinguished. That's why we are the people with a hope and a future, because we have eternal life through Jesus. We should not be depressed. 
we should not be down because if we keep our eyes and our focus on Jesus, his life will overflow into our lives abundantly. Now that we know that we have the required, um, that required, I don't know what I wrote down here. Let me reframe that. Now that we know what is required of us in terms of our, our uh, courage, perseverance, and obedience, so let's look at the blueprint for walking into God's plan and his purpose. All right, hopefully you guys are tuning back in now, right? So I want to talk about how the how first before we get to the what. Because once we talk about the blueprint, I am certain most, if not all of us, already know the blueprint. That's why it's important. What we know and what we actually are going to do are two different things. So the blueprint from God, which we are to follow in order to discover, discover and walk into God's plan for each of us is through the local church. It's through the local church. God's plan, God's plan and the local church, they will always go together. They will always go together. His plan for each of us will never be independent of the local church. I can say that with utmost certainty. It will never be independent of the local church. I want to use some, um, some practical illustration, a practical example to, to share this with, uh, with you guys. I think we all know, because of the internet and the news and the media, we all know that there have been many different denominations throughout history, or currently worldwide, right? There have been, been many different beliefs of Christianity throughout history and geographically. Because you got all the, the Orthodox churches, you got the progressive churches, you got churches only believe in the King James Version, everything else is wrong. Or you have churches that will only believe in an NIV or the ESV. You got churches from the East, you got churches from the West, you got those uh, Calvinists, just look, those, look that up if you don't know what that is. All the Armenians or churches that believe in you have to do a certain rituals or certain religious thing, otherwise, you are not a church, or church that just don't do any of those things at all. Or you have churches that will have totally different theologies. There are many of those churches out there. But the one thing they all have in common is they all believe in the importance of the local church. They all believe in the importance of the local church. It is only through the local church that we can know of God's plan for each of us and, and be able to grow into our gifting grow into our ability to fully live out the plan that God has for each of us. And I would want to take a, make a side note to say that not everyone should go into full-time ministry. Uh, not everyone is meant to go into full-time ministry. When I say get involved, is be involved in terms of helping, assisting, and serving. I don't mean quit your job and go into full-time ministry. I think, actually, I believe only few people should actually go into full-time ministry because we need people to be living outside the church, working outside the church to share the gospel and advance his kingdom and be an example to those around us and invite them to come to church. So as a reminder to all of us, which everyone should know, and I think and I trust that you all know this, is the only thing Jesus said he was building and he is building is his church. He never said he would build anything else. The only thing that he said he would build is his church. So as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we must prioritize building up the local church through serving and building relationship with people within the local church. And in this case, restoration. Right? I'm not saying or even suggest, as I said, we shouldn't have friends outside the church. We should. If you don't have friends outside the church, please go have some friends outside of the church. 
We all need to. We all need to, to, to. Anyway, that's the topic for another sermon. Um, because we, we must be able to share the gospel when we have friends outside the church. And the local church is where we can, the, important, the importance of the local church is where we can learn from one another how to share the gospel in different settings and learn from one another. The local church is where we can invite our friends and our families to come to learn more about Jesus, to experience the goodness of who Jesus is through our worship time, through his, the Holy Spirit, through his presence, and through his people. And the local church, there's so many things to learn through the local church, is learning to worship God. I, I know it may, may seem like elementary, but to actually truly worship God is something that I'm learning every week and every year to actually open up our hearts because as the more we worship God, the more we know of his heart. The more we praise him and place him above everything else, then the more we know who he is and his love for us. So in the church is where we learn to worship, where we learn to place him truly above us because if we don't place him above us and above everything else, we will worship that thing or that person, or that circumstances. Uh, secondly is to, to learn more about what God has given us at the church, the gifts that he has given to us through scriptures, right? He's given us the Holy Spirit. Do we use the Holy Spirit? Do we follow the Holy Spirit? Do we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? Do we listen to the Holy Spirit and the spiritual gifts that comes with it? Do we know what they are? How do we use them? Because we are so much more equipped than everyone else through Jesus. We're not just like everyone else. And we also, at the, within the church is where we can learn of his plan for our lives within the local church. Uh, in the local church, we, that's where we can learn to practice serving, practice loving, and helping others. Doing these things to people who are different than us. Right? It's easy to serve people that we know and love and have a lot of things in common. But it's different to serve someone who's very different than us. It's different to love someone who's very different than us. Right? It's different to help someone who's very different than us, think differently. But in the local church is where we practice those things. In the church is where we practice a lifestyle that is completely different than, than the lifestyle outside. Well, because outside of the church is... It's, uh, it's me, myself, and I, right? What have you done for me lately? How can I lift myself up? And what can I take? Within the church, it's about serving and selflessness, right? You, you're giving of your time. You're giving of your money. You're giving of your gifting to help build up the church, something that we will take no credit from. And that's why the church is always about Jesus, because if you take credit from the church, then you're building things for yourself. Whereas truly within the local church, we build things up because that is Jesus' church. We are giving up ourselves for something else, and we'll take no credit from that. And also within the church is when we can learn to, where we can help advance his kingdom. It's a place where we can invite friends, invite our families to come and, and join us so they can experience his presence, so they can learn more about Jesus through his people. Right? I know we talked about that, but... I want to encourage you guys, actually try inviting someone. It's easy to tell people, hey, let's invite someone. But to actually try to invite someone, it requires courage. 
It requires the ability to explain why are you inviting someone to church? What do you believe in? And they're going to want to know, well, why do you go to church? It's so much more than, well, I grew up going to church. No. Share about your personal revelations and your personal love for Jesus and what he means to each and every one of us. So the more we invite people to come to church, the more we get to share about who we are and what we believe in and what God has done in us and through us. So the local church is a blueprint of God's plan for us. That's why I told you it was easy, right? It's very simple. The local church is a blueprint. We want or we should want this because God's plan is always the best plan for us is to be a part of the local church so we can learn of his plans and his purpose for us through the local church from our time of being in the local church, from our time in worship, because as we sing it to God, he will speak to us and he will reveal to us of what we should do, of his plans and his purpose for us. And God does not have small plans. And if I can say, he doesn't even have just average plans or or, or somewhat big plans. He has ridiculously outrageous plans for us. He did not send his only son, begotten son, to die for us. Because he has small plans our average plans for us. He didn't send Jesus to die for us and then said, okay, you have eternal life now, so good luck. See ya. Enjoy your life. No. He sent his son to die for us and he has amazing plans for us afterward. So as amazing as it is for Jesus to take on all of our sins and die for us, he has so much more for each and every one of us. John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Some translations say, I have it to have it abundantly. So what it means is the life that we have through Jesus should be through the full, abundantly. In Jesus, abundantly. So there should not be a moment of, yeah, it's boring. There's nothing to do here. I don't know what's going on. No, we should have an abundant life through Jesus. Abundant meaning what? Exceeding measure or need. You know, it's just like beyond measures, more than what is necessary. Um, an, an example that I was trying to come up with an example is, um, I don't do this anymore, but you guys know that I love food, right? I used to eat until I couldn't eat anymore. And thankfully, Vanessa has actually stopped me now, so I don't do that anymore. But that's what it means. Abundantly, you, you eat and you have enough, but you want to keep on eating and eating and eating. That's, I just realized that's a bad example. But you guys know what I mean. Abundantly. Abundantly is through Jesus, we should have an abundant life. And to have life through Jesus and, and, and have it abundantly is not getting a little bit older, not getting a little bit healthier, not getting a little bit more mature, not being financially secure. You know, in, in, in better physical shape or, or maybe I've gained some friends or I've gained some, uh, lost some friends. These are things that naturally happen as we grow old. They are not what Jesus meant when he said to have it abundantly. It's like an eternal, abundantly means an eternal joy through our greater, through our revelation of Jesus, growing more into the image of Jesus through the life we have received from Jesus. Not even just, oh, um, my parents didn't have this, so now I have this, so I'm content. That is not abundantly. That is not the plan and purpose that Jesus has for each and every one of us. He has so much more for us. And there's an inheritance for all of us to walk into it and receive and grab hold of it. 
So I want to bring this sermon to an end by, um, we talked about the blueprint, we talked about what we need to do to step into that blueprint. And the more that we walk out into the blueprint that God has for us, the more that we will know of his plans and his purpose for our lives. And I want to bring this sermon to an end by sharing an encouragement about how God's plan for restoration for this church is so much bigger than we, actually Vanessa and I, had hope or imagined or desire since the beginning. Vanessa actually reminded me of these events last week is when, uh, for some of you who may know that when, when we both got confirmation that God has called us to plant the church restoration six years ago, I was just hoping for, well, you know, we, we didn't know where to go, what to do. I was just hoping for, oh, if we can find a place with like a, a, a storefront retail store, or maybe if we can meet in the restaurant during off hours on Sunday morning when it's slow, or maybe we can meet in another church building somewhere on Sunday night. We were thinking small. I was thinking small. Because we realized God provided us a school, Alexander Graham Bell, for those of you who have been there. It's a spacious place with a parking lot. For those of you who drive, it is nice to have a parking lot, right? Is it? Yes, it is nice to have a parking lot. We don't have a parking lot right now. But see, God provided this great spacious place for us, so much more than we actually even thought that we could have. And during COVID, we were just, because CPS shut everything down, we were just hoping for a facility that we could rent on the Sunday mornings, just so we can meet. But he provided this incredible building for us. And he provided for us financially to purchase this building. And I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I said provided for us financially, meaning he provided through each and every one of us financially. And through our faithfulness, we gave and we contributed to give us the money to purchase this building. That is, that's what I mean when he said God provided for us. It's through each and every one of us. So for us to be able to purchase this building, so going from wishing to renting a, a, a place to meet on Sunday to actually owning this incredible building, that is something that we will need to always remember because God is so much bigger than we can possibly imagine. And if I can say this, and please hear my heart, don't be content with what we have. It's good to be content, but don't be content in terms of stopping and not thinking more of what God has for us. Because if you think, oh, this is all that I need and this is all that God has for me, we settle. We end up settling for less than what God has for us, for our families, and for our children, and for the next generations. I'm, I'm not suggesting for us to strive, but don't be content with what God has given to us. He has so much more for each and every one of us. That's why I share that example with you guys, because what we think is if, if we can have this, this is awesome. But no, God has this for us. So with that in mind, going, in, going into 2023, we will trust for restorations. According to God's plans, not what we think or what we desire, but according to God's plans, to grow into a local church of hundreds of people. I want you guys to take a look around. Yes, it's not hundreds of people. But we trust that God will bring and add so we will have hundreds of people. We are not meant to be a small church just to kind of hang out and feel good and just kind of go away. No, God will add people and we will be a church of hundreds of people. And we will be able to make an impact locally, the surrounding neighborhoods, and internationally that we 
some of us here will be able to travel abroad and minister into other churches and share the gospel to many different nations. That is what we're trusting for, right? Within our own abilities, it is impossible. However, God, we're trusting the bigness of who God is and what he has planned for us as a church, his plan and his purpose. We believe in it, and we're going to stay the course, and we're going to make courageous decisions. Even though our finance would not dictate it, even though our ability and our skills would not dictate it, or our, our schedule would not dictate it, we want to make courageous decisions because we trust in an amazing God. Trust in Jesus and live our lives according to God's plan. Not what we have planned for ourselves, not what others have planned for us, not what our presence or our past will allow us to do. Jesus will provide the way. He is the way, right? remember? Jesus is the way. He will provide the way. Jesus is the truth. Keep the truth that we have from Jesus, that Jesus, you are the creator of the universe. Nothing is impossible. It's not just a cliche. It's not just a, a, a saying. Know that and live that out. Jesus, you can do the impossible. Keep that truth in the forefront and live our life according to what we have from Jesus. Abundantly, right? Have the life that is filled up and abundantly in terms of a spiritual fulfillment. Because as we live that way, our spirit, our soul will be refreshed. It will be uh, strengthened. We will be encouraged. And our souls will find rest. Rest in Jesus. So I want to end by just saying three encouragements. I, I know I said I wasn't going to end, but I'm going to end for real. This time, I'm going to end with three encouragements for 2023. Thank you. Thank you. I will always have Marie to support me if I go long. Um, encouragement for 2023, just three encouragement is devote time with Jesus. More than you did in 2022, if I can encourage that. Quiet time. Praying to Jesus. You know, when we say prayer, meaning we, 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 we ask for things and we listen, right? It's a two-way street. Praying is a conversation. It's not just go and present our request and then you just go away. It's a two-way street. Jesus is another person. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. So quiet time, praying and listen. Use the time that works for you. For some of us, we listen to music. We listen to worship music. For some of us, we run. Some of us, we do our chores. That's when God speaks. Know when is a good time to speak to God and hear from God. We all are built and wired differently. Spend more of those time listening and hearing and speaking to God and asking for big and amazing things. And study scriptures. Quiet time with Jesus also involves not just read scriptures, study scriptures. Study and spend time going through what is God saying to me. And secondly is to live for Jesus. We talked about this. Obedience, courage, and perseverance. Let's stack moments of courage on top of each other when we make decisions for Jesus. Prioritize, follow his leading, make decisions according to his teaching, prioritize his plan over our comfort, over our expectations, over our abilities, over the culture around us is trying to impact us. Right? You know, for some of us, for some of you, you may not know this, 10 years ago, 
Yeah, no, 12 years ago. I, got, I would be scared deathly just to do some public speaking. But we trust in God. It's not about me. We trust that God, you will use me. So even if I look foolish, I want God to work through me. And that's an example of courage. If you, if you don't think, oh, I don't know if I can share the gospel. I don't know if I can share, um, um, you know, talk to someone about Jesus. Trust in the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you and through you. That's where you will be able to make an impact. So live for Jesus. Be courageous. Be obedient to him. Persevere. And number three is God's blueprint. Follow his blueprint. Get involved. And build a relationship with those within the local church. If God has put you here at Restoration, get knitted in. If God has called you to be a church down the road, it's okay. Get knitted in down the road. But be where God has called us to be and go all in. Because until we go all in, we only have one foot in and one foot out. And that never works for anything, right? Whether it's relationship, whether it's our job. Right? If you only have one foot in your job and you're constantly looking for another job, you're not going to put 100% in this. You're constantly going to look around. Same thing with relationship. I hope no one's doing that, but you know what I mean. Um, so be all in. And that is the blueprint that God has. And let's obey and follow Jesus and build the only thing that Jesus is building, which is the church. So let's look for that. Let's aim for that. Let's live for that for 2023. So that's what I have for us for this morning. So why don't we stand? Let's stand. Stand and uh, I'll pray over us and we can end the service for this morning. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for you, God. We want to thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will do in us and through us, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will come and just reveal right now, Lord, Right now, Lord, for those who are seeking to hear from you, God, those who want to know what is your plan for their lives, those who want to know what is their purpose for their lives, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, give them a glimpse right now. Give them a glimpse of your plans and your purpose for their lives. Thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you for that, Lord. Holy Spirit, allow them to hold on to that. What you have just revealed, allow them to hold on to that, hold it deep in their hearts, and give them the strength and the courage and the perseverance to slowly walk out the blueprints that you have for them and for us so we can fully walk into all that you have and fully walk into the inheritance that you have for us and receive all that you have planned for your people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you. And we dedicate this day, this week, and this year to you, Lord Jesus. May you be exalted. May you be honored. May you be glorified. May you be lifted up. And may you share and reveal yourself to Many people, hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people in 2023, that your kingdom will advance here and in faraway places. We love you. 
And we pray to all these things in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. 